It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to 4th and 10, right here on Spreaker, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, Amazon Podcast, just all the podcasts, all of them. All, if we're not, then correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think you can correct me, because if we're not on that podcast and you're listening to this, so you don't you don't know either, you know? Three comedians, ten topics, one podcast, the unofficial podcast of... Let's go Zyrtec. Let's do Zyrtec. They've been helping me out lately. Um, spring's rough. Speaking of spring, man, April has been insane. Uh, once again, we're going to throw up a 4th and 10 replay, but don't worry. We have a special treat for you guys today. Continuing our series in uh, our different bracket challenges that we've done over the years, we are throwing up the first episode where we do our Disney song draft with NBC Sports' own NBC Sports's. NBC Sports' own Jessica Kleinschmidt. Um, this is awesome. I don't remember the winner of this tournament. I'll have to go back and look. I'm pretty sure it wasn't one of my selections. Um, but that's okay. You know, I'm a graceful loser and a grateful winner. I don't think that's the term. Um, anyway, thank you all so much for being with us. Uh, head to patreon.com slash 4th and 10 for additional content and pre-show. Every week you get a whole new episode of just us no sports just us it's a pre-show so go do that uh please rate and review hashtag fourth and ten find us all over social media um thank you so much for listening we appreciate it and enjoy another fourth and ten rerun with nbc sports's jessica kleinschmidt two two setups one successful setup. Okay. So yeah. nobody sets me up anymore. Uh, Why? I don't get that either. Probably too close to you. I just try to come from an objective perspective, and then I can just give you. There you go. And also, like I, I lose interest very easily, and then it's always an awkward like next friend gathering. Like Jessica, why'd you ghost this guy? And I'm honest. I'm like, I didn't like him. Yeah. Can you pass yeah. the croissants? Thank you so much. Welcome to 4th and 10 right here on Spreaker, iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, wherever you're listening, however you're listening. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Three comedians, 10 topics, one podcast, the unofficial podcast of Joe Boxer, Boxers. So it's a big, it's a big gift for us. Uh, <laughs> my name is Nathan Owens. Follow me on Twitter. I have underscore Owens, Instagram, I'm Owens, or coming back in June, 2023, NathanOwensComedy.com. David Purdue's with me. What's up? What's up? What's up? Uh, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at do or die. That's at D-U-E-O-R-D-I-E. Or again, DavidPurdueComedy.com for absolutely no dates because Corona is real. And of course, David Sumner. 
You can only get at me on Twitter, D-A-M-O-N-J-R, at the number two for Instagram. And the year of guests continues. We dragged that from 2020, one of the few highlights of 2020. <laughs> you asked for it. We delivered. We found time. We got her back from NBC Sports and one of the hosts of the Corked Up podcast, Jessica Kleinschmidt. Thank you so much for baking it. Thank y'all for having me. I'm still not living it down from, from our top 10 cheeses. So <laughs> I don't know why I forgot about pizza. Like what? Listen, <laughs> that's how good of a guest. We forgot that because you were that good of a guest. But now that you brought it back up, that is something that I, I'm not no pressure, but you kind of I know, I know, I know. And it, everything was fine until so, like I got like the eighth comment, like, boo, what is you doing? And I was like, I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> Like I'm like I love pizza. I love yeah. pizza so much, and like I guess I just like I. It was kind of a panic thing. Yeah. I love pizza, and the I moment got you. It's oh. okay. Yeah, it I don't know. And I, I even said I was like, you know, I forgot. I feel like an asshole, but you know what? I hope they understand. And they were they were chill about it, but okay. I was just, it was you know when you know you've always panic ordered. We've yeah. all panic ordered, and I've most of the time effed it up in those situations yeah. but i love y'all and i'm so glad to be back and i thank you guys so much for letting me come back absolutely yeah absolutely we're excited for that here also want to just uh say shout out and appreciate everybody rocking with us over on patreon for the exclusive content uh p-a-t-r-e-o-n i had somebody hit me up the other day uh asking me to spell it which took more time than they could have googled it but i'm here for you <laughs> B-A-T-R-E-O-N. Bonus episodes, ad-free episodes, the Slack exclusive forum, merch discounts, free tickets to shows, all type of goodness you're missing out on. Hoodies. Check that out. Hoodies. If you're, if you're watching right now, right, David is rocking a new piece. Hoodies. New merch out here. I got the hoodie. The gravy boat hoodie. That's, That's what day ones. I want you to look at David's hoodie here. I'm just going to be intrigued here. If you take a look at it, I want you, if you could, describe it, and then I'm going to even give you a hint. There's an innuendo behind this uh, picture. So could you describe it, and then I just imagine what that could be about. Pull your strings out the way, Dave. Okay. Hold on. Sorry. <laughs> what do you see, Jess? I mean, all I know is before I was old enough to drink, take shots, I was taking shots out of the gravy boat. When I was at Thanksgiving, Mama loves her some gravy. Hey, oh, loves some gravy. Um, but there's an innuendo there. There is an innuendo there. I mean, it's very Nickelodeon kind of vibes. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. <laughs> like Nick Nick Junior. That's the vibe that I get. But I want to know, or or cow udders. Like a oh. cow's on his back and the oh. udders are whoa. Oh, oh. That was new to us. Okay. Well, depending on the age of that cow, those udders are probably to the side, but we're not here to bring that up. We're not here to. Oh, yeah. It's a different podcast for those reasons. <laughs> uh, listen, listen, that was for four people. Listen, right. uh, we got to go back. We got to go back. And talk about these shots from the gravy boat. Wait a minute here. Oh my yeah. gosh, I love gravy. I love gravy so much. Like I, so I'm, I, this was, you want to talk about like growing up. I didn't know, like my mom was a working mom. So we were instant mashed potatoes people. We, okay. I had no idea 
you know, so I went to Boston market one day with my aunt and I was like, what are these lumps in these mashed potatoes? And my aunt was like, baby girl, that's the, the potato. I was like, interesting. Okay, cool. So what I was obsessed, my mom even said, she's like, I'm sorry, I don't have time to make the actual potatoes. Like we were, we were, she was busy and like, we were playing sports and she was like, just concentrate on this amazing gravy. And you, you know how you just see it in the, like, it just gets sexier when you put it in like the one time you use a gravy boat is for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Thanks. Every, every time else you just go to the stove and use like a ladle and pour it on. But my favorite thing was to like make the little, the little like pond yeah. and the mashed potatoes and put the gravy on. And sometimes I wanted more gravy. So mama just like grabbed it by the genie bottle, the genie, the genie yes. and then just did it when nobody knew it. Did my saliva get on it? Absolutely. Do this people know that? World. They, they do now. <laughs> That was the pre-COVID world. Anything pre-COVID happens. Pre-COVID world. Yeah, pre-COVID world. That's yeah. all good. Yeah. yeah. Now you want to explain the gravy boat? If if I'm completely honest, I don't remember all the details. I just remember. <laughs> I remember it became like the version of putting the sock on the door handle. Like, because I think it was when I was living with the Sumners. And Damon said something about, I think it, I think it was a slightly a fat joke too. He was like, I'll just leave like a gravy boat out on the front porch and it'll warn and distract Nathan. First I think I'm bad jokes. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to comic than that. Let's get that together. <laughs> but yeah, if, if I remember correctly, that's, that's what it was is it was just, it was the warning that if the gravy boat was out on the Sumner porch, I got to do a few more laps before I, before I come in. Yeah, yeah, we gotta go back one day and listen to La- laps. Like, what are those laps though? I just I, I I would just hop back in oh. my car and just drive around and just be like, yeah. I guess, I guess I'm gonna sleep in my car for a little bit tonight. <laughs> All right. So it's, we did. It's, so when I say like, like homeboys gravy boating, what like what could that mean? He's having a good. That's time. where your imagination shows up. <laughs> I knows? should do that like casually. Yeah, yeah. Gravy boating. It'd Gravy boating. Walk away. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, this is like these. I don't think any of our windows will ever catch on in pop culture. No. Mm. None of them. We have several. Not uh, with that attitude. <laughs> see, like if they did, I'd be like, we're all this society is is ruined. No one should be along following just, along with this. You have to say it confidently. Like if you're at a party or a bar and you can tell that a guy's, you know, like pretty aggressive, you just be like, that guy's trying to get the, you know, gravy boat out tonight. That, yeah, oof, that that is somebody who really wants to set out a gravy boat, if you know what I mean. And you just say, no, if you know no, what I mean. You ruined it, Nate. You have to be like, oh, he he he, gravy boating, and he then gravy you, just, you, so you gotta be casual. Let it be. So you gotta make let it a it. verb. Yeah, you gotta like he's gravy boating, and then take a sip, and then like laugh again, yeah. like, and then just act like, especially like if you're around a certain group, there's always that one few people like in that group who's trying to be cool, right, and then right. be like, oh my gosh, I, I I feel you, and you're like. This guy has no idea. No idea. He's gonna go with it. Yes. Yes. What's it's it's a good thing that nobody has that role on this podcast. Yeah, everybody. We did it. Three, four. I used to do that in college. I used to do that in college. We used to go to we used to go anytime we went to Savannah or we went to like small towns when my friends like stops if it was like a party or something. We would make up dance moves and people like what is that and we would name them things and leave the town and just be like there's someone in that town who believes there's a dance move called a teacup and it's not true it's not true one of one of my favorite things to do just make up stuff anyway y'all ready to get to it let's do it let's make up some opinions
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, ten topics. First topic in the sports world. Obviously, the most important thing uh, that happened was Kevin Durant was asked to make a starting five of his former teammates. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go through this lineup, five to one. Uh, so at the five, he had Serge Ibaka. At the four, Draymond Green. He put himself at the three. At the two was James Harden, and at point guard, Kyrie Irving. Um, so I, th- I would say the story is that he picked Kyrie over Steph Curry. Now it is important to say that Kyrie is his current teammate, but David is Steph so good that you should hurt your teammates feelings a little bit just to be right. Uh, yeah, I think, especially if that teammate is Kyrie Irving, who I feel like, uh, I don't know, man, maybe sometimes he needs to get his feelings hurt a little bit so he doesn't believe uh, wild things like the earth is flat. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like you you don't have enough of that in your life with someone telling you, hey, man, you're not cutting it right now. You go, you're you liable to do crazy things. So I think KD would have been an excellent teammate if he just said, hey, bud, you don't make the list this time around. Let's get a championship and maybe that switches up. But right now I have a surefire Hall of Famer in my top five, and I'm sorry, but you don't make it right now. You can come off the bench, though. You can come off the bench, you know? Come off the bench. It's not even a conversation uh, that Curry uh, is – Curry, you could have put Curry at the five. It don't matter where you put Curry. The game, <laughs> the game is a wrap. You got KD, Durant, and Harden. It don't matter who else you line up with. That is a ridiculous choice. Kyrie is there, my Kyrie. Kyrie has, and this is this is why this this is why the shade was significant to me because Kyrie has really, in my opinion, been overhyped. Uh, I have never felt personally that all around Kyrie has been a top three point. Like I've never felt like he is a top three point guard. I didn't think it was uh, when he was in Cleveland. Definitely wasn't when he was in Boston. And it's definitely not now. His window, Kyrie window has closed forever for him to be a top three point guard in the NBA. And so- Forever? Yeah. He's not even 30, I don't think. It doesn't matter. There's there's point guards coming up. Well, who you look up in two years. I mean, Giles, what, 20? He, okay. roll. Anyway, so um, so yeah, that shade was significant. And Jess, I know I'm right, right? <laughs> there was definitely shade only because I think about, okay, so Draymond, obviously a great defensive player and a phenomenal, like the most intelligent basketball player you can have on the team. You bring him, um, Draymond, Draymond, KD, and Steph, and then what? You win a national, you win a championship, right? Because that's literally shown that that happens. So, and the only reason why I was bugged by this was I just wrote about Andrew Wiggins recently saying specifically, Steph Curry is the most selfless player that you could have. Mind you, this guy's a superstar, but he doesn't act like it. He'll give you the ball if you're deserved of the ball. If not, he's going to hit a three-pointer. He's the best shooter of all time. I'm going to say that. And I don't know much about basketball, but I can confidently say that. So there was a little shade. However... I, I also feel like KD has, you know, that, that was the joke, right? Anytime somebody wins a championship, KD is going to go. I'm, I'm surprised KD's yeah. not like trying to play for the Dodgers right now. Like it's just uh. <laughs> how it goes and that's okay. So there, I, I can understand the, the shade part of it, but I can also see Steph being like, Hey, you left me off. It's chill, but he didn't include Draymond who is 
about to like possibly be a historical player for a negative reason where he's a great assistant a great assist of a player and I think that's why you want a guy like Draymond on this because Draymond's not going to take the attention away from you he's going to give you the ball and then you have a guy like Steph who might take that away from you because if you give the ball to Steph either he's going to score and up those three-pointers which by the way he's not even the, the best three-point percentage guy on the Warriors right now um and that's Ooh. Oubre um and what Oubre is I, he was a couple days ago yeah uh, I just remember in the beginning of the season percentage percent. yeah yeah he was like 18 percent at the beginning of the season he like was he wasn't awful, and now percentage wasn't old enough to to, to like you know to drink the, the player the guys that the warriors wanted after that gotcha. trade so it's kind of great from that so i understand where he's coming from i think there obviously is going to be shade i totally agree with you damon but at the same time leaving stuff off could be a situation where we already have a warrior on there let me bring somebody else into the thing either way i get it but i can confidently say if i were to pick a team and steph would not be left off yeah Gotta love Steph. Yeah, that's oh, I like I, I told y'all I would run yeah. through brick wall for him or any member of his family. I always say this too about no that. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I mean you cover him, so I'm sure you know, but I always say, like, when people talk about his greatness, I don't think they talk about his selflessness enough because the only reason why I think any of those big three or any of those things worked was because he was like, Y'all do what y'all gonna do. I know I'm gonna be fine. Yeah. So go, you know, run around, play demons, yell at each other. Like he never was in the KD Draymond yelling. He was like, "You guys figure it out. I just I'm gonna be open. I'm gonna hit shots, and we're gonna win. And it's gonna be yeah. fun, guys." And he was just let everybody do what they go do. So I exactly. think it's I think it's super interesting that the best player, the best center he's played with is Serge, who's a good center, but was not on one of the championship teams. So if you look at it, it is very interesting, like where the NBA has gone, to where you don't need a great. I mean, I don't know who else he would have put in that conversation. I've even looked at it. Like is it Andrew Bo? Is it Andrew Bogut? Like, no, he 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 knows he could have picked any other people, and then whoever he wanted could have been the five. It doesn't matter. Those other four is winning championship. But anyway, that's it. Yeah. Uh, let's stay at the NBA here. A few, I guess, a few weeks ago now, uh, Shaq and Donovan Mitchell, uh, star of the Utah Jazz, uh, who currently have the best record in the NBA, had a little awkward uh, interview. Uh, pretty much he was saying, yo, uh, I want to see you do something. I'm waiting for you to still step up. And, you know, Donovan was just like, all right. Uh, and then come to find out later on, Donovan was like, yo, the only opinions I care about it are the guys in the locker room, right? Joe Ingles uh, on the jazz as well, a longtime friend, uh, tells uh, Donovan, I would think you're a superstar. And Donovan, <laughs> who is a teammate of him in the locker room, says that's fair. Now, I'm sure that was kind of lighthearted and joking, but it did lead to us have a good chit-chat. We wanted to bring it to the whole show here with our patrons on the Slack channel. Shout out to Patreon. Uh, and I'm going to start with you, Nate, on this one here uh, because we have some interesting views about what do we think is a superstar. One, I'm intrigued if anybody off top thinks that kind of a Mitchell is a superstar, but just overall in general, because that's a term we throw out. Right, mm-hmm. I, I saw. I think. Uh, I think it was Stephen A. Smith on ESPN the other day calling Kyrie Irving a superstar, and Max Kellerman was like, "Ah, slow your roll." So, like, this is very subjective here. But like, just kind of let's go around here. I'm gonna start with you, Nate. Here, when we talk about superstar, what what come what a, a thing or two that comes to our minds? I mean, to quote, was it the Supreme Court when they had to define pornography, and they were like, "I can't define it, but I know it when I see it." Mm. 
there, beautiful. There's a little yeah. bit of that with like this. That. And like I I don't I do think Donovan Mitchell is a superstar. I think if you're one of the best players, if you're one of the if you are the best player on the most ex- currently most successful team in the NBA, you're a superstar. I think Kyrie's a superstar. He had a popular shoe, he has rings, he is a name. If if the to me, if you can take over the news cycle when you're unemployed. And if Kyrie Irving was a free agent, Twitter, he, he would take over Twitter for 24 hours trying to figure out where he was going to sign. So to me, that tells me you're a superstar. If Donovan Mitchell said, I'm leaving the Jazz next year, Twitter would go crazy. People would talk about it. It would be one of the top stories. If anybody, like other players, if, I don't know, like Buddy Heel was like, I'm leaving the Kings, it would be, <laughs> it would be a story. People would say like, huh. That's interesting. I would have, probably have to write that story, but yeah. You would. You would. <laughs> so, so that that's my definition. Like, can you take De'Aaron over Twitter? Fox, however, is a superstar in my opinion. Who is? De'Aaron Fox. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. most definitely. Yeah. Uh, I don't have much to add to this other than I don't think he's a superstar, and the only reason I don't think he's a superstar is I think, and it's gonna sound crazy, but I stand by it. You're only a superstar if you can sell America a sandwich. Like, if America will buy a sandwich from you or a shoe. You are a superstar. If you not, if you, I would not. No one is buying uh, a, a a spider, you know, subway sandwich or a shoe yet. It's just not. And I don't know if it's because he's in in Utah or what. But right now, we just don't. We don't. We're not buying anything from him. And I think that's the difference between a superstar. I mean, because honestly, we talk about the market and like the actual game. Like superstars sell things at the end of the day. Yeah. Right. There's a reason it's they're like everybody knows this person. And that's why we b- trust you to sell our product. I'm not buying. I like Donovan Mitchell. I think he's one of the best players in the NBA. I'm not buying anything. If I'm young me and impressionable me, I'm not buying anything. He sells me. There's nothing that he can uh, he can sell me right now. Got you. What you got, Jess? So sorry, I'm taking notes because I'm an annoying journalist. But <laughs> I so we were having this conversation recently and we're talking about the Hall of Fame. If you guys could put like superstar with the Hall of Fame, do you think that's the same thing? I think those are, they go, well, I was gonna get one to one piece of my puzzle with the point. They're very closely related, but the Hall yeah. of Fame is longevity of being a superstar. Okay, so when I think of the Hall of Fame, obviously I'm a baseball girl, so mm-hmm. my mind goes to Barry Bonds, right? Numbers, for sure. Mm-hmm. You, you obviously were gonna have steroids, but I think the superstar thing is when I think of the guy would step up to the plate, no matter what you were doing, you stopped what you were doing and you were watching this at bat. Yeah. That is superstardom to me. Mm-hmm. And we add pop culture into it, right? We think of that. Steph Curry could, like y'all said, I get people reaching out like, hey, what's Aisha Curry up to? A superstar, <laughs> that's because he's a superstar. Yeah. So I feel like superstars more than the numbers on their basketball reference page. Um, that is... Like David said, can this guy, I would buy a sandwich from Steph Curry, no matter what was on it. And even if it was against the stuff that I absolutely hate, there were onions and pickles on it, which I hate, I would still buy it. From <laughs> so that, that's where, I, that's where I come in. So that's, that, that's my mentality with the superstar is. So for me personally, as a sports journalist, if somebody who hates sports is still reading my stuff, mm-hmm. that's it. So if Steph is going to put something out there, Donovan Mitchell is going to put something out there that somebody who may not like sports is wants to consume it. Boom, done. Superstar. LeBron James, people may not want, watch one game of his, but they know who LeBron James is. That's a superstar to me. 
Yeah, I think uh, I, I lean towards that side as well. I, Donovan's not a superstar to me uh, personally, in, in the most respectful way we're talking about right here. Like I think of when when I see Kobe go to China in the bet in the past, and the in the country shuts down, like or the the city shuts down. That is a superstar type of deal. That's one thing to be an amazing basketball player in the NBA. We know basketball it has definitely uh, risen over the years of becoming more of an international sport. But that name, <clears throat> excuse me, that name has to travel around that globe to have a little more status to me when we talk superstar. Because uh, to me, it's, it's almost low-key equivalent to being a quote-unquote rock star. So when you could be an amazing player, you can make a team to the finals, you can have the accolades, you could be an MVP. Uh, but <clears throat> I do not think that uh, the superstar something is a, I, I don't think there are, and this off the top of my head, I don't think there's more than 10 superstars in the league. Let me, uh, let me ask y'all this. Who's yeah. the least talented superstar that you can think of? It can be of all time. If you want to do that. I think I, I don't want to say talented, like he's not talented, but Jeremy Lin. Mm. Think about him overseas. He was a rock star and he gave up yeah. a seven figure salary with China, with with overseas to come here and pursue his NBA dream, which is yeah. beautiful. But I and I'm, this is not I don't want to. You mentioned talent. I don't want to say like he's not talented because he right. definitely is. Yeah, every pro athlete's talented. Right. Yeah. So I feel like he's not a. He just he made his even with with the Knicks like before right. he did a lot. That's a superstar to me. Like. Mm. You know who Jeremy Lin is because of everything. And unfortunately, you know, with his Asian descent, like he's talked about, people were yelling that he was coronavirus. Right, right, right. And I feel like that alone is a good platform to have because we're like, what the fuck? Like, why are people talking this shit to you? Yeah. And I, when he talks, I listen. And so yeah. that, that to me is like, I don't think about his numbers. I think about him as a human being. So not taking the talent away, that like I said, that's the type of person that I listen to or, or anything like that. And then when I, th I mean, I'm obviously a baseball junkie. I feel like we haven't even seen enough of Francisco Lindor mm. or any, any guys like that. And I think every guy in MLB is on like, not talked about enough. Like, I feel like Mike Trout yeah. is a superstar, but he could be a better superstar. Yeah. Baseball yes. fails everybody. It's awful. <laughs> like Everybody. Oh, there's only three players who have a shoe deal in MLB. Are you who are they? Me? Bryce Harper. Bryce. Lindor just <laughs> happened. And then, uh -huh. of course, I think, is it Mike Trout? Yeah, Mike Trout. Mike Trout. Wow. Wow. So yeah. not even the most exciting players. I know. Lindor, like, is the most exciting. I mean, Bryce Harper could be. I really, I feel that. But I feel like they also know how social media works and they just don't want to deal with, with shit, which breach mama, I get you. But yeah. at the same time, it's, it's like that. So, but that's a really intriguing question, Nate. I feel mm. like that's, you know, there are a lot of people who are just famous, like Bartolo Colon. Yeah. Mm. I'm going to go. Best with him. I'm going to go with the old school person and like, I I, mean, I fully appreciate this person as what they do now, but you let old people tell it. This was the most overrated person of all time. And it's Bill Walton. <laughs> Anybody <laughs> over 50 talks about Bill Walton. They hate him with the passion. They're like, he wasn't even that good. But I grew up listening to him like this old man is the best person. Call everything. 
everything. Call everything you want. The I don't care because he never talks about the game. The less he knows about a sport, the better of a commentator he is. Like I would just love to get him and Snoop Dogg commenting on whatever oh they want. Gosh. And oh, it would be the I just produced the best selling television show of all time. That's I, it. And listeners, you can run with that. But I, I know that would be great. There we go. All right, let's yeah. move on to the next topic. Uh, we talked about Shaq a couple times this season. Uh, he's criticized the younger players, and uh, he said this past week, quote, you're going to see a new approach from me talking about these bums. Uh, we're not going to spend too much time on Shaq, but I do want to ask Jessica, because you deal with probably the most uh, issues, maybe, is the best way to put it, on Twitter uh, than any of us do. So Shaq calls them bums. What is an insult that you would like to bring back? An insult I would like to bring back, like jabroni. Ooh, let's go jabroni. Okay. I like jabroni or when it comes to like a woman, like bimbo. Okay. Okay. Don't use that on me, but I feel like it would be less, like I'd be less annoyed. So those are probably like jabroni and bimbo or hussy. Bimbo. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hussy sounds like something my mom would say. <laughs> right. And I would be less annoyed if she were to at me on Twitter than somebody else. Yeah. Damon, what Damon. do you think? You're 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 pretty good with these, Damon. What is an insult that you would like to to bring back that's underused? Scallywags, bring that bad boy back, bro. Scallywags okay. out here in these streets. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yep. One that I that I try to bring back. And I feel like it's regional. So like my friends in New York say this a lot. And I'm like, my tribe, because they're the only no one else says it. But when somebody calls somebody else goofy, like you go goofy, like yeah. it warms my heart. And I don't know why. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I need that. All my New York friends, are like, yo, this goofy, this goofy that. And I'm like, y'all get it. And then I say down here, and people are like, nah, that, we don't say that. And I'm like, no, bring back the goofy. Just calls him like goofy. Oh, one of my favorite words. It's it's very hurtful when people describe things as pedestrian. <laughs> that's one I want to bring back. If I like walked out and they were like, that's a very pedestrian pair of shoes you have on there, Nathan. That would be so hurtful. That's right up there with like he's he's gravy boating. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody would know what you're saying, but like you'd be like, oh damn. Like it hurt. <laughs> that, yeah. Like, how um, dare you? <laughs> that and and vagabond. Is that when we're, you're around us and we're just like, oh, yeah. and like they can't recover from that. Oh, yeah. We, we about to bring that to the fourth and 10 vocabulary. Pedestrians like coming back. Yeah. <laughs> like it's a very pedestrian thing to say. That makes yeah. sense. Ooh. Yeah, it's very it's very hurtful. Um, <laughs> should we make up an insult on the spot? On the spot? Ooh. You know, all, one of our things that we had from years ago, uh, I always forget. But the complexions, what do we call that joint? I feel like every two years we bring it back. It was like food food complexions. You know what? I thought it was two C's. Essentially, one way to beat racism, uh, Jess, is that you just call any ethnicity just something tasty, and that just kind of lessens it. Like, it is, ooh, a lot of ding-dongs in here. You know, just anything. I feel just... like that worsens racism, but, okay. <laughs> to the mouth. It's like, mm, this is good. Look at all these M&Ms in here. But really, you have hatred in your heart. But nobody knows, baby. <laughs> nobody knows. <laughs> M&Ms. I'm not going to walk into anywhere and say that. But anyways, continue. continue. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I got nothing, bro, after that. I, I don't even know if I fully signed off on the 
calling other people. I mean, As you said it, I know we did it, but in my head, I was like, I don't think I was comfortable when that first happened. <laughs> you were present. You threw about six of them. Big dog, you were quiet at I probably did. I've been reading too many books during quarantine, man. I'm trying to keep myself together. As long as you don't whisper it, that's when it yeah. gets bad. Like if we walked into a location, and I like leaned over and was like, a lot of Swiss cake rolls in this part of town. <laughs> like if I say that out loud, you're confused. If I whisper it, yeah. you're like, oh my gosh, we have to cancel this man. Yeah, you gotta go. <laughs> this is bad. Yeah. Oh man, where are I we? I would like to not participate in this part of the conversation. Fair enough. I like that. <laughs> Cover your faces. Uh, we're gonna talk about the next topic, which we're all excited about. Under twenty minutes, and so, uh, <laughs> so this. If you've been rocking with us for a while, you know that every year we do our annual March Madness Fourth and Ten Edition bracket. Uh, we've done a variety of things. Last year, if you rocked with us, uh, what was it? The superhero in a cage match, something like that, right? Yeah, I think we did. We did superheroes or white people last year. We did the great whites. Those have been the last two years. The best white person and superheroes and cage matches have been the last two years. Shout out to Mr. Rogers. Shout out to Mr. Rogers, <laughs> uh, the champ. And so this year, we are doing the best Disney songs ever. And we have the lovely Jess here with us as well, the Disney uh, connoisseur here to help us do some of the drafting. So uh, uh -oh. they kind of give us a little bit of structure, and we'll go to work. Yeah, I mean, uh, we'll let Jess draft first since she's the guest. And then on my screen, we'll just go in that order if that works for y'all. So it'll go Jess, David, myself, Damon. Okay. okay so how, how would a draft go? Because I, I did one through 10. So so you'll have to, you know, I mean, whatever. It's like categories, right? So if somebody say it, it's off your list. Okay. <laughs> so somebody I know, it got tough. It from got tough. Number, from number one, right? You yeah, you, you want to start with number yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Am I going first? Go first. Yeah, you are going first. Okay. Beauty and the Beast. Tale right. as old as time. Beauty and the Beast is off the board. Number one. Woo. All right, David. You're on the clock. Uh, you know I me. Mean? I've always trying to like do uh, weird stuff, but I'm I have a strategy this time. <laughs> Can't do that. Uh, I'm gonna go with um, Akuna Matata. Lion King. Gotta go with Akuna Matata. <laughs> That's how he come out the gate. He come yeah. out. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm taking a whole new world in the first round. Mmm. My number five. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Damon. Number one. How far I'll go, Moana. Let's go to work out here, fam. Okay. All right, Jess. Back to you. Oh, oh no, it's on me. We go front to back, back to front. It's on it. We've never snaked it. Are you crazy? That's what we just did for the fantasy draft. <sighs> yes, I apologize. We we didn't have a conversation before. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I Damon's competitors kicked in. He's like, I'm not about to lose this. <laughs> All right, go, go, Damon. And these Twinkies out here try to run the whole street. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. Second pick. <laughs> Under the sea, little mermaid. Mm. All right. Uh, I'm going. You've got a friend in me. That's a good one. Mm. Not a great one, but it's a good one. Uh, whew. Uh, I'm a, I'm a man. It's like, will this be here next round? Yeah, I'm gonna go. Uh, 
Yo, I'm a ooh. What that thing? Yo, ugh. You gonna oh, there? Mulan, make a man out of you. God damn! <laughs> Such a good song. Such a good song. Somebody said that Mulan had no hits on Twitter. Liars. Britney Dent. Britney Dent called it overrated. That's yeah, liars. Christina Aguilera like made her mark that time. Yeah. All right, Jess, you've got back-to-back picks. Okay. Um. I two I goofy movie. Yo, that was my sleeper. I said it would be here the next pick, and it wasn't. Ah. And my... then Strangers Like Me, Tarzan. Oh. Don't fuck with me, y'all. You. Hold on. Let no, me just say this real you quick. You think I2I and then you're like, whatever, but you hear it and you're like, Zing. oh no. I de- contemplated that being my number one pick. Yeah, yep. it's so good. That's not, I, you know, we said it before we started. I said, she's going to ruin my draft. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, draft gone. <laughs> it gone. Draft gone. My goodness. Uh, is it my turn? No, yes. Damon's turn. Wait, how'd that happen? No, no, no. Moving back, Snake. Oh yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was my All screen's right. messed up. Got your Twinkies mixed up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Nate, what was yours? Aladdin pick? A uh, whole new world. Uh, all right, man. All right, you know what? I'm about. Is, I, this is why I asked specifically for what what we meant when we said Disney. You said, and you said, and I quote: "You said Disney properties. Yes, songs owned by Disney." Boom. Okay, then. Then this one is my, if I can't get eye to eye, I got to get this one. It is the Proud Family theme song. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Because it's got Beyonce and Solange. I dare, oh, I defy man. someone to beat both a Beyonce and a Solange. <laughs> no, perfect. My draft would have been if I would have got uh, Powerline and that on here. My goodness. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm 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 taking Be Our Guest. Yeah. <sighs> Like you're just doing this like not seriously, Nate, and I just don't feel like you're actually into it. Oh, no, I just, he knows all these songs. I I'm I'm good. Like I've got plenty. Like I've got a couple sleepers that I'm ready to to pull triggers on. The last I have three for my last two, and it's gonna be really tough for me to narrow these down. Okay. So I'm kind of hoping somebody picks one of them to make my decision a little I feel easier. You, I feel you. I feel you. All right, Damon, back to back picks. Go to work. Uh, my third pick. Shout out to Robin Williams, a uh, friend like me, Aladdin. Uh, uh, good. And she said, fix your face, Jess. I, I see all the screens out here in these streets. I just like whatever about that. It's fine. Okay. Uh, and then number four, um, I had my daughter help me pick this one here, the song of songs of the 2000s. Goodness. Uh, let it go. Frozen number one out here. I say easy final four song. I just saved that. I agree. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, oh, this is... <laughs> This is tough. Um, uh, all right, I'm taking Go the Distance. God, I thought you were going to sleep on Hercules, man. <laughs> People sleep on Hercules, bro. Zero. Uh, they're all, a- yeah, they're, they're all good. All right, David. This is, I mean, re- truly, truly mine is, is, is not what it should be. Um, like you're top heavy. Huh? You top heavy over there, bro. I don't know Disney songs like that. I had to, if you I had to call a lot of people, yeah. But I don't know. I, yes, I can say, oh, I can base on these, but I was, I went to the people to try to get actual factual bops. 
We go to go to our Instagram. We asked people. You think I trust the people we asked? No. <laughs> All right. Um. Uh, goodness. Um. All right. I'm gonna go. This is where I feel like I'm always let myself down around the fourth pick of anything because I don't. I don't trust myself. Um. I'm gonna go Tarzan. Is it you'll be in my heart? Yep. Great confident. Phil, Phil, yeah, Phil Collins was in his bag on uh, that Tarzan. Phil Collins, like, fuck, dude. He was in his bag. He was in his bag. Phil Collins was in his bag, like, oh boy, was in his bag with those sitcoms in the nineties. Full House. Oh that yeah. My step. <laughs> All right, Jess. Back to back picks. <clears throat> okay, Circle of Life. Oh gosh. And uh. we know the way by Aunt Moana. Moana. Sorry, there's a street in Reno called Moana. <laughs> Listen, I thought you were, that was a Bay thing. I thought you were just going to pronounce it wrong. I wasn't going to say nothing here. Circle of life. Oh, it's, a, it's a hick-ass Reno thing is what it is. <laughs> All right, David, back to you. All right, let's just to be clear. What all songs from The Lion King are gone? Akuna Matata and Circle of Life. Okay. What gives you two hits out there? Yeah. Oh, I'm going, uh, Can You Feel the Love? That's my favorite that was actually my original number two pick until i remembered i looked at your eyes and i was like homeboy's gonna do i2i so then i switched it uh, yeah uh, i did can you feel love tonight but here's the thing it's a better version on the movie than and i i love elton john but and sir like, elton sir elton you are mm. correct but i feel like the movie version might be better because there's like the 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 female presence which that's true I love. that's true that's true all right, so uh, this is uh, this is my last pick, I think. Last pick. This will be my fourth. How many are we doing? I don't know. Oh, I can't wait eight. How many y'all can't wait? That we're doing thirty-two. We, we can't ready. We are ready. We are okay. Great. Never mind then. I thought I was gonna have a tough time with this. Okay, sweet. Um, with my next pick, I'm taking uh, Binary Sunset from Star Wars: A New Hope. He loves. All right, so this is about. <laughs> I don't know what that means. They are a Disney-owned property. When Luke, no, no Luke when Luke loses R2-D2 and he goes out and he watches the twin sons of Tatooine hey, fade into the distance. Hey, the just music know this is losing. That John is losing. Willie, I don't care because it deserves to be I on this list. Okay. <laughs> it is the most beautiful piece of music crafted in the history of noise. And it deserves a spot at the table. Damon, your pick. Drafted Adam Morrison. Hilarious. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's go, man. Back to back. All right, we're going to run Colors of the Wind, baby. Pocahontas. Let's get pop. And then we're going to run it back when I just can't wait to be king. Oh. Uh, it's a good one. I, I was, I've been thinking about this for the last three hours. So. Right. <laughs> uh, next pick for me is uh, Why Should I Worry from Oliver and Company. Ah! It's a good one. It's kind of a sleeper one. It's so Billy Joel is so good. good. How did they get Billy Joel? Wait, did did somebody pick You'll Be My Heart? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, David picked that one. David, you're up next. Uh, All right. Again, Disney property. (laughs) I'm going Disney property. Um, I'm going High School Musical. We're all in this together. Come on, son. You better talk to the people. You better talk to the people. This is why I asked Disney property. Yeah, it was sitting. Talk to me. Come on. 
I know you're a fan of the high school musical world, yes? The comeback. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Yes. All in this together. You me? All right, Jess, back to back picks. So you did We're All in This Together? Mm hmm. Now I have to do a high school musical song. Yes. <laughs> Just, just so you're clear, these are your last two picks. My last two. Okay. Being strong here. <clears throat> okay. Um. Girl went to the research. Did. I just there's two that I wanted. Okay. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Uh oh. So I see the light by Tangled is going to be one of them. By Tangled slept on. Um. Mm -mm. And Hawaiian, Hawaiian roller coaster ride, uh, Lilo and Stitch. Ooh, a Lilo and okay. Lilo and Stitch arrives. Okay, never seen that one actually. That's one of the few I've never seen. Actually, never watched it, but it has a good. Okay. All right. Good. All right. This is the hardest I've ever worked in my life. Look at all. <laughs> Wait, do do I, I have a pick? Yeah, now? now David, you got to pick. This is my last pick. All right, so man, I'm going again. Dizzy properties again. Uh, I'm pretty sure I know. I looked it up to make sure. I was like, who got hits? So who was the hit maker, right? And so I went with from Princess, uh, the Princess Diaries two. <laughs> Hold on, <laughs> Kelly Clarkson's Breakaway. Tell me, <laughs> who can deny Kelly Clarkson's song? I have to write down what that's from. That's the first song I've Doesn't had matter. to do that to. If you put Kelly Clarkson in a bracket, she winning. That's actually true. She winning. Very true. Right. Um, one of the most amazing concerts I've ever been to. I bet it was. That's a post-rona uh, thing I got to mess with. Right. Oh, my Kelly Clarkson show. It's a really good show now. Like it's kind of Ellen DeGeneres-y, but it's pretty good. Oh, you don't tell me. I'm a fan. I love Kelly Clarkson. I love All right. Clarkson. Um, I'm taking the bare necessities with my next pick. That's a good one. Figure. Damon. David always has the most unique pick. He <laughs> <laughs> has never gotten him to the mountain top. It doesn't, but I, I believe know I it. had Mr. Rogers. <laughs> I picked Mr. Rogers, and Batman was in the championship of the superhero one. Wait. Is Seal Kiss from a Rose considered a Disney song? That's the movie. No, no, they don't. Dis Disney up. doesn't own Batman. All right, let me wrap this bad boy up here with the last two. <clears throat> all right, uh, we're going almost there. Oh wait, we we gotta go. We gotta go back through. We're gonna end on Jess. Almost there is good. We only have, have we only have twenty eight right now. Okay, so everybody, so I have one more pick. Yeah. Oh, Dam wait, so, I have another pick. Yeah, yeah Damon. Damon will have this last one. We'll end this round, and then David will. Damon will start the final round. That is fair. I was thinking I was gonna end it, but you're correct. So you have one more coming up. All right, my last two, number seven, almost there, Princess and the Frog. Mm. Get in that, baby. Put that work in here. Slept on. Mm. I see you, Tiana. I ain't forgotten about you, Tiana. Uh, <laughs> you took a uh, took uh, bare necessities, correct? I did. Okay. Okay. Not to go to distance. Uh, hey, you know what? This was probably the first musical I ever saw. So I got a shout out. Uh, always got to shout out the white women when white women do respect. <laughs> that is fair. Uh, a spoonful. Well, of uh, half of me appreciated that. <laughs> a spoonful of sugar, Mary Poppins. Let's go. Okay. Not a Mary Pop. Okay. Right. That's a good. That's a good one. Um. All right. My final pick. Love is an open door. Frozen. 
Ooh, love is dope. Reminds me of the back of the knee. What you got, Dave? All right, uh, man. All right, two more. These are the last two. Uh, um. Oh, okay. All right. Let me just say this before I, before I say this. If we go back and look, I guarantee you, Nate has picked more from before he was born than anybody else. Ooh. I feel I feel I feel confident in saying. Like yeah. around, like Nate, you. I feel like you, you, you're, you're very much a VHS Disney kid, like hardcore. <laughs> I just believe it in my heart. That's fair. That being said, I'm, I'm also going one before my time, but I just remember this being a bop. Hey. Uh, aristocrats. Everybody wants to be a cat. Everybody wants to be a cat. Yeah. It's also on the to do list. Yeah, yeah. All right, Jess, bring us home. Okay, I'm nervous. This has already been picked, and I feel like there's a lot of like build up Uh-oh. the og song when you wish upon a star oh it hasn't been that, picked it has not been picked that's, that's a, a solid pick AC pick that's a yeah that's like yeah that's elite eight yes yeah. get you in <laughs> play in swag we in yeah, it. yeah. It's, it's it's the team that you're like they're they're good in school right do, do we know they're good at basketball? But there's always that one team. Like, they're like, yeah. okay, I guess Harvard's good at basketball. And, yeah. like, they do well. That's that's it. Like how, That was a good one. It's a good one. All that's right. A solid one. So just to, to wrap it up, bring it home, uh, we're going to get this bracket out as soon as we can. Uh, picks 1 to 32. I'm going to just blaze through these. Uh, Taylor's oldest, oldest Time, Makuna Matata, A Whole New World, How Far I'll Go, Under the Sea, You've Got a Friend in Me, Make a Man Out of You, Eye to Eye, Strangers Like Me, Proud family theme song, Be Our Guest, Friend Like Me, Let It Go, Go The Distance, You'll Be In My Heart, Circle of Life, We Know The Way, Can You Feel The Love Tonight, Binary Sunset, Colors of the Wind, Can't Wait To Be King, Why Should I Worry, All In This Together, I See The Light, Hawaiian Roller Coaster Ride, Break Away From The Princess Bride 2. Princess Diaries 2. Oh, Princess, Princess Diaries. Princess Diaries. That was the one with, uh, with which? I don't know. Chris. I knew Kelly Clarkson sung it. Chris, Chris Pines in that one. Bare Necessities, Almost There, Spoonful of Sugar, Love is an Open Door, Everybody Wants to Be a Cat, and When You Wish Upon a Star. Bang, bang. That is the order. And just, I'm going to say this and put it out there on air so that I don't get any slack on social media for it. <laughs> this is, I will enter these in this order into a bracket builder. So when somebody tells me that it is an unfair matchup, you have issues with a robot, not me. <laughs> I want to say that to this team and also put this out into the interwebs. If you have an issue with a matchup that you feel is unfair, it is not on me. It is on society slash whatever robot the website designed that I fed these into. That's all fun and good, but when you start like mad at the bed. Yeah. I feel like the draft is like, I mean, because I did, I did, like I said, I did a draft with this similar. And sometimes the match, I, I was literally personally in a draft about like the best baseball media people mm. i was against like a really big person and i was like are you kidding me yeah no what chance. is this well there we go okay uh, I'm, I'm great yeah <laughs> <laughs> when i have to step up to a social media baseball bracket and i'm scared you know yeah. the drafting was not Draft- good <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, y'all. I'm I'm already. Does anybody have anything that they wish they would have drafted? In hindsight, just curious. All of my stuff is gone. I had one. I had one sleeper. Lie, my big dick energy move was the eye to eye. Not even gonna lie. I when I tell you, I Why was did telling you get people the other goofy movie because that's the only one I wanted. 
Yeah, <laughs> that's the only one I wanted. No, I was gonna pick DuckTales. <laughs> DuckTales. Okay. We'll just do theme songs Sorry. next year. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll do that. No, there's a we'll lot of mine. there's a lot of emotional picks that I left where I was like, this isn't winning. It is one of my favorites, but I I, I know it's not winning. It doesn't have the record to be in the tournament. So yeah, handful of those. Uh, Best of Friends from Fox and the Hound. That's one mm. of them that I was like, I know it's not getting past the first round. Smash, fam, forty to eighty-two. And yeah, and like same thing. Like Zorro had a really good song. Is that Disney? Spend my lifetime. Yeah, if you um, it was like Zorro had a really good song. I and like I okay. said, like I I won an actual. It was a baby shower, and it was like, how do you know these Disney songs? And I won it. And, yeah. and Zorro. It was a Zorro song. Look up Zorro spend my lifetime loving you and like if you're super sappy and in like love disney movies like i do yeah disney movie songs it's such a good song and That's i won i won the prize i got a really yeah. nice you know tablespoon measuring set <laughs> listen you're gonna win off off power line alone i that that's no one's beating that that is true. that was my if, if we know our listeners that that no was that was a it. much that was a more valuable pick in this draft than it would be in almost any other draft. Yeah, no one's being that's timeless. So okay, make sure you're following us on social I knew media. I my draft. <laughs> we we're gonna do all the voting uh, from our Instagram stories. That's just the easiest way to do it. So make sure that you're following us on Instagram, uh, fourth and ten, and uh, we'll we'll get that started probably by the end of the week. Or I'll edit this out yeah. because we'll actually probably do it next week. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see how <laughs> we'll see how busy it gets. Um, and we have like yeah. three minutes apiece for these next topics. So let's let's do it. Do it. Um, so the uh, NBA All Star Game is coming to Atlanta, uh, despite Atlanta not wanting it and the players not wanting it. <laughs> um, but State Farm Marine is trying to figure out how to keep everything clean. And they now have a 27-pound drone that holds a 10-liter tank of cleaning solution. It is equipped with multiple sets of batteries, a custom charger. It will clean, and it can cover 150,000 square feet in an hour. So in one and a half hours, one drone will be able to disinfect uh, the entire State Farm arena. Um, David, you... I, I feel like if anybody is going to talk about like robots having jobs, you have a strong opinion on it. So how do you feel about this pterodactyl robot having a cleaning job at State Farm Arena? Yo, have you you've been to State Farm Arena? Um, I don't think it need all that to clean that place personally. <laughs> also, don't they have like a whole pyrotechnic situation when like somebody scores well or something like that? It's too many. I think it's too many mechanics in there, and also like it's just bad timing. We, we don't. This is what we don't need. First of all, we don't need to have an all star game. Uh, we definitely need, we definitely need to have an all star game in Atlanta, even though I know. I mean, I'm, I'm here. I understand that no one here believes that COVID is a thing. I think everybody here believes that COVID is uh, one of the major uh, deflectors of COVID or the things that keeps COVID away is uh, if you're afraid of it. If you're afraid of it, then it can get you in Atlanta. If you're not afraid of it, clearly no one in Atlanta gets it. Uh, <laughs> but I just, yeah, I'm, I, I just think that, yo, we don't, we, uh, maybe we should hire some people to clean this stuff because a lot of people had not been able to work instead of putting this big old drone to fly around. 
because uh, one of it's going to interrupt all those fall, uh, falling Chick Fil A cows that come during games. Like, where's the air traffic is going to be in trouble? Is what I'm saying. So I don't think this is a great idea, personally. You think, Jess? I like it how because like there's, it's less people that have to be involved only because, I, I don't want people to be stressed over it. Um, however, it's. It, it's difficult because I feel like if people are involved in cleaning and stuff like that, these people have like a sense of, okay, well, like a person was actually there and they cleaned it and everything like that. Um, but I know like people like even specifically, I know we mentioned deer and Fox, like he's not pro this actual all-star game taking place. Mm. Um, but I think it's a good step in the direction where we have less human contact to let certain people be okay with it. Um, however, I just need to do more research with it only to feel confident where I can say this is actually a legitimate situation where you'll feel more okay. Cause I feel like, and this is no offense to y'all, but like, I feel like the South and like Florida, like, like all these places are more open to bringing more fans into the situations. Like obviously Arizona is, is hosting a lot of baseball games as far as bringing fans into it. So I I'm open to it, but I, I would like more information to know, like what the actual cleanliness is being. I I would, I would just like to say, um, please don't wrap us in with Florida. (laughs) Those are, we, we need to be in two separate sentences and I I understand geographically Florida's right there, but they are. And I genuinely didn't mean that geographically. I meant it that every, like, like I was naming areas. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, you don't need research information to talk on this podcast. We we speak off of opinion and passion. That's how we. <laughs> oh, <do>. okay. <laughs> Two. Uh, this is a good thought. Uh, bad idea. This is a good thought. Bad idea. Actually, okay. I, I I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, and so the reason why is it reminds me of trying to take a shower without a wash rag yes. <laughs> or and or your hand. But if you ain't got that wash rag to really get in and get that real love and care in between the toes, in the belly button, you know what I'm saying? Get back there, company may come over letter. You gotta make sure you get in and make sure things are nice and pristine. With somebody just shooting from the sky, the water just falling and things, uh-uh, I gotta get behind there, roll that back pull that to the side, get to the left, right? And so um, being a father with two daughters, I know this is important. You got to get into the nook and crannies, you understand? Uh, and so this is a good idea, um, but it's just not, it's not going to be, it's not going to be as great as I think they hope it to be. So I, I, I think uh, I think we'll see what happens with it, see if other people adopt it, right? Things of that nature, because, you know, monkey see, monkey do a lot of times. Uh, but this ain't, if we talking about trying to beat a pandemic and stay on top of the sanitation, this ain't, this wasn't my number one option. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, what? No, I mean, I was just going to say, like, just being raised Presbyterian, I was sprinkled to be baptized, and they said <laughs> that was covered. So I'm kind of like, yeah, this is a good system. It works for me as far as I know. So. You just talking about like if somebody was like parsley, like yeah, I just, yeah. I just got, I just got a little sprinkle as a baby, and they're like, you're good. And so as far as I'm concerned, like. State Farm's covered. So I don't know if the blood of the lamb is exactly the same consistency as like sanitizer. Um, but we'll see. 
I like that man use blood of the lamb. Uh, <laughs> uh, the set of- this is good. This podcast goes wherever. Let's keep moving. Uh, <laughs> for seven people. Uh, topic number six. Listen, uh, Luca. I've been a fan. If you've been rocking with us, man, I've been a big fan of Luca. I said, I said a couple years ago, which uh, potentially has changed now. Uh, in Houston, I felt that Luca definitely was better than than uh, James Harden. We don't have time to talk about that now. Now, uh, not so much. Harden's playing out of his mind, but. Uh, we're talking about Luca here for a quick second because his rare sign card uh, is the most expensive NBA card ever sold, and it sold recently for four point six million dollars. Uh, I'm talking about LeBron, Kobe, Shaq, MJ. Nobody has it. It's a one of one. It features NBA uh, logo man patch from a game worn Dallas Maverick jersey, plus a perfect signature with blue ink. Um, this comes uh, right above Mike Trout's 2009 uh, Superfractor that was sold for $3.9 million back in 2009, but right below Mickey Mantle's 1952 Ooh. card that was sold for $5.2 million. So I'm going to start with you, Jess. Uh, I want to know, one, if you had the means, would you ever even consider throwing down money uh, for this card? That's one. And two... Do you think there'll be ever another player to have a card that is going to top that? Um. So I, I'm weird. I think autographs and all those things are weird. I don't get into that. Um. Which is fine. Like, people will send me, and this is not like a first world problem. People send me autograph stuff all the time. I just don't care about it to the point where I posed for my old podcast and I was holding a, I think a Craig Kimbrell autographed ball. I didn't even realize it. It was just mm. probably not great. Me, it's probably like Jess really. Uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> so I just don't get into that, but people like, I think it's great. Um, I guess I can't personally put myself in that mindset, but it's weird because you mentioned the guys behind it are baseball guys, right? Mm-hmm. So base, I feel like baseball collectors are so unique and all of that. Um, I think it's great. I feel like that's more money bringing in more investment and more attention being brought onto it. I actually got an email, which I can't talk too much about because I'm going to write an article on it. There's actually a million dollar baseball card about a a former player that I'm going to be reporting on, which is really cool. Like people are going to be buying baseball cards worth a million dollars, which is great. Um, I just... I I love baseball. I love sports so much, but I cannot in good faith say that I would spend so much money. And maybe it's because I don't have that money. Um, but I love that people are this obsessed with sports and they can do that. Mm. Um, the second question of like, you could ever do that. Maybe, um, unfortunately, I feel like it's going to be like with somebody who passed, like maybe a Kobe Bryant situation or um, Seaver or anybody mm. like that. Um, but I feel like, those specific things. Um, I'm also weird when it comes to like game use cleats. I feel like people spend a lot of money on game use things, which is weird. Um, but that's, that's fine. Um, I'm just, I'm different. And, but I feel like it's beautiful that people are paying all this money to support the sports and the athletes that they love. Just mm. weird. I never got into like the money side of baseball cards. Yeah. It was always fun to like look through them. And like, I would do it now. I would get a pack of baseball cards and look through them and stuff like that. I just, I don't get autographs either. It's not something that I find valuable. 
or especially if you're not the one that got the autograph. Like if you got the autograph, then you have a story behind the autograph. But if you just got it, like who that just means you had a lot of money. Yeah. There's there's nothing special about it. You can't sell a story. You get the autograph. You can't make no money off a story. <laughs> no. I, I mean, was, I, I hope I can. <laughs> well, I mean, just telling around your friends at the bar. No, but you, I, yeah, what, yeah, what in, I'm saying. print for sure. <laughs> what I'm saying, like, if you buy, like, buying an autograph versus getting the autograph. I don't care yeah. to buy an autograph that I did not get I myself. Agree. But I also sure. feel weird now because being 30, I'm getting to an age where I'm going to be older than all the athletes. So that also oh, yeah. feels weird of me like going up to some 20 year old, like yeah, some nah. child. And I'm just like, can I please have your writing on this piece of paper? sir? Could you make it out to Nathan? Like the older dads that wear like the baseball gloves at the games. I can't. No, I can't. catch it with your bare hand and earn yes, it. be a man. But also don't give it to kids because you are if you catch it with a bare hand, you should not feel guilty enough to give the baseball to a kid. You always give the ball to kids, Nate. That's yeah, you, you were so close to being no. correct. No, I'm the one that made sacrifices to get to that game. That kid's What you gonna do school. with that baseball? What you gonna what do? What are you gonna do with it? Like you, you literally Trump? said like at like getting a, a ball or asking an autograph. I feel like asking for an autograph and getting a foul ball is kind of the same thing. Unless you catch like Barry Bonds' seven hundred and sixty second yeah. home run, like there's no there's no reason to hold on to that ball. I would I would give a ball to a kid that was tossed to me. Like third out, the guy's running into the dugout. He tosses, yeah. I catch it. But yeah. if I if I earn it, if it's hit off a no major league bat, no player would toss a ball to you. Yeah, why I'm just saying if, a ball to you? if they threw it and I probably catch it because if I'm, Matt I'm, Chapman tossed a ball to you, I would never cover him again. I'm yeah. taller and stronger than most children, so, so if a ball so comes like this way, I can out, catch it. You're boxing out kids to get the toss. Stronger than most children. I wish I could say that. <laughs> But it's not true. <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna box out a kid, but I'm also not gonna purposely miss it. If it's going over my head and I can reach up there. But if and you get catch it, it, you give it to the child next to you, period. Always. Yeah, Always. man. You sound terrible. You sound like a bad yeah. person. I'm the one that's missing work for that game. They're missing school. Nate's like, I catch the ball, I don't give it to the kid, and then I also remind him, hey, the Easter bunny and Santa Claus isn't real. Yeah, you're terrible. <laughs> time to time to grow I up. You live through a pandemic. I'll say I'll say a couple oh, things real quick. One, I was that dude who brought his glove to the game. However, it was because we were throwing out the first pitch. Oh my gosh, Dave, we talked about this the last time I was on I, the podcast. Had to do it. No, I had, and I had your back because I, I said to, when you throw the first pitch, you yes. sometimes you have more momentum, more velocity when you yes. have the, the mitt in your hand. And yes. I have your back, and I will die. I will die on that hill for you, David. I Thank will you. Die on that hill for you. I just for the people who didn't remember that and who saw pictures of me, they say, "Hey, but David, I just want to throw that out there." Second thing, I'm David, all for, I'm all for baseball cards or any kind of cards. I don't know if I was spending money. I know when I was a kid, I was really into cards. I think I had like a Michael Jordan rookie card somewhere that I remember was like worth a lot of money. Ooh. And then now I don't know where it is. And so you know those times we like, man, I wish I had like seven hundred bucks. You think about that card exclusively. Uh, because you know at the time it was worth a lot of money uh but i remember i really wanted um i remember that one of the most expensive i don't know if it's not the most expensive now but like the hannes wagner one that everybody was like oh that's like the the, the like the holy grail of, of, of baseball cards or whatever that was something i was like if i ever had like crazy money and it was out there i would try to get that or uh like muhammad ali boxing gloves i always said if i could get some muhammad ali boxing gloves i would definitely do that but i don't know if i'm buying a luka don anybody younger than me i can't do that yeah like I can't wear a jersey if you're younger than me. I can't wear nothing. Like I, and I don't even wear jerseys, but I would never wear somebody 
who's like younger than me. I yeah, get that. And I, and I feel like I like I just I went through my old stuff and I have so many baseball cards and like half of these guys I cover now or I've covered them in the past. Yeah. Which is like we're in like past, but I mean like the last couple of years. I'm like, oh, that's tough. But it was funny. Dan, the only time I ever asked for an autograph was Dan Straley. And I had him on corked up. And I told him, I was like, hey, I like you're the only guy I asked for an autograph because like my boyfriend at the time was like loved Daniel Straley's game. Yeah. Daniel, ew, don't tell him I said that. Dan Straley's game. And he was like, right. Yeah, I remember you. You like asked me in Reno. I was like, Well, I asked you in Oakland. He's like, right. <laughs> 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 it's, and so I, I texted to him just yesterday yeah. and it was kind of funny because i i hate asking for autographs and yeah. i did from the beginning and never have and i was like that's when i'm no i'm a good journalist when i never asked for autographs unless it was like hey will you help out like right you know, uh, charity or something like that but it's i just feel like autographs are weird they're they freak me out i don't like it i'm with you I get that's that. fair i get the jersey thing too i won that free hawks jersey and they asked which one I who I wanted, and I had to pick Gallinari because he was the only one that was older than me. That's why you pick Gallinari. Well, I also like he's Italian, and I like Italian food. And so I he's was like, making- "You love Italian food." I was like, "That's fun." He's older than me. He's Italian. That's kind of fun. I did not know that was your reasoning. Good to know. Good to know. All right, uh, you know the sound that just went off because I'm going to put in a sound uh, after this. And that means it's time for uh, our favorite segment of the show, which we still have it named. So we're going to name it this week. And this week, it's named the Suicide Squeeze. So welcome to the Suicide Squeeze. Fourth and Ten presents the Suicide Squeeze. Uh, We're going to get started. Music is going to start right now. And the next topic, uh, Jags receiver uh, DJ Clark buys a diamond to celebrate the birth of his unborn daughter who's coming in three months. The diamond is very crazy and very expensive. Uh, Damon, is there anything you bought before your daughters were born? Uh, yeah, a getaway uh, to just not worry about a baby. I don't waste money on children, uh, so big dog do better. I'm not. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with. I'm, I, I'm not. I'm with Damon. I'm not buying uh, a child that's not gonna remember a gift. A gift, even for myself, because if I've ever I don't get them what they want, they can be like, "But well, what's that on your neck, Daddy?" And I'm like, "Don't worry about it." So that just seems like a conversation and a situation I don't want to have to deal with. So I'm definitely not buying myself nothing. Um, I so I've never pushed out a child, but I eventually will. Um, yes, I deserve all the diamonds. Um, but. I also feel like I would love to, or if my my future husband, my future partner were to have that, I would love for them to be like, this is why I have that. You share that moment. Cause I remember when I got my class ring, my dad was like, oh, I remember my class ring. It's kind of like that perspective. Uh, you want to call it a push present without actually pushing that kind of pisses me off. But cause you didn't necessarily put in the work and depending on what they do, if they were there for you and they brought you your ice chips, brought you like the Chick-fil-A, whatever you requested, it's great. Um, but I can't hundred percent put myself in that situation. Um, but I, I like the idea of eventually telling the story of why you have this situation. So I'm, I'm, I'm different. I, I, I think that that's kind of cool. What if your, your future partner uh, was trying to play the PS5 
while you were pushing out? How would you feel about that care? At least he's taken care of. I'm fine. I can do it on my, I, I don't know though. If I'm doing it on my own, I wish I could, yeah. I, I can't hundred percent say. I'm a, I, I don't want to say like, oh, I'm independent. I'll be fine. Yes. Your answer is in core. Brandon is very passionate about this. <laughs> because you don't know you haven't been there. And I right. respect the kind person of 2021. But I'm going to speak for being there three times on your behalf, if I may, for a second. Okay. No, you push that man off that sixth floor of that hospital and you say, do better, fam. That's what you tell him. Yeah, so I don't know. But oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I get heated. Let me settle down. I get it. I get it. And so I, but I can't 100% tell you like this is how I feel because I don't know. But part of me would be like, if as long as he's out of my, like, leave me to like, just do it. Have PS5 babysit you. Leave me alone. The love of my life is my soulmate, Courtney. She's married, but I would rather her be there sometimes than my actual boyfriend or husband, whoever it might be. Mm. I hear what you're saying. Solid, yeah. solid. Yeah. <laughs> if PS5 is going to be the babysitter to get you the hell away from me, I'm chill. Let's move along here. Uh, next topic <laughs> in the squeeze of suicide. Number eight, Renee Montgomery and a group. I like how it was just in group. Uh, <laughs> the WNBA's Atlanta Dream. Uh, this is a huge thing here. Very exciting news here to wrap up uh, Black History Month as we roll right into Women's History Month. David, how do we feel about this? Love it. Uh, the only thing I would say is, this is why you work so hard. You just retired. <laughs> like, I would take a break. Now you got a whole more uh, uh, exhausting effort in front of you. But shout out to you. Went from player uh, to owner of a team that uh, pretty much made uh, <laughs> made the world, well, made the WBA a little bit, like, put it before front center with the last owner. So shout out to her for taking over for uh, what looked like a very terrible situation. Okay, so I like how she's going to be a part of what she was before. And I feel like that's imperative to any team's success because you know how it works, you know how it goes. Um, and I wish I could say I would agree with her taking a break because I, I wish, David, I wish I could say like, oh yeah, she should take a break. But like, I'm built so differently where mm -hmm. I, I picture myself like breastfeeding in the middle of a show. Like yeah. that's just like how I feel like we are. And if she's, a psycho girl like me yes mama do what you gotta do <laughs> and so i feel like it, it's good and and i and i appreciate that um but at the same time like she knows how it goes and she's she, mom is a trailblazer she's doing yeah. what she needs to do and everything like that so i'm very pro this and i feel you have such a good connection just such a good you know how the team works you know how everything is gonna be both on the court, off the court, all that. I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah, maybe eventually she'll take a break, but for now she just wants to keep those those wheels moving and I love it. Yeah, I'm glad Kelly Leffler's out. I hope it made her sad. I'm glad she lost the election. I'm glad she lost this team. I hate that she probably made a lot of money off of this team. I wish there was a way for her to lose the team and lose money and just be sad a lot more, but oh well. <laughs> you really feel all right anyway next topic uh the new orleans mayor uh basically wants russell wilson to join the saints uh i don't know if she know this though drew Brees has not retired very interesting damon what you think about the situation oh he already must know the inside scoop he must already know something we don't know yet uh i think Brees should come back one more year but if he already know the inside tale get russell here or Deshaun Watson ASAP. Yeah, I don't want Russell Wilson anywhere near the NFC South. So, 
I'll take I'll take Drew Brees and his noodle arm and his slant boy receiver for another year. That would be wonderful. Please, Drew Brees, stay. Play for five years. Play for ten more years. Groom Jameis Winston and let him step up and truly pass the torch to him. So I, I like the idea of like grooming Jameis Winston. I really, really do. Um, but and I was talking to David heading into this, but I will not believe that Breeze will 100% retire until it's 100% there. And we joke that like he's this reincarnate type of ghost who's going to come back and play. But I feel like he's just this guy who has such an elongated career. And I feel like he actually can do it. And like, Hashtag blessed. He hasn't been totally hurt to the point where we're worried about him and everything like that. And you, if you have an elongated career and you can do it, especially in such a beautiful place like New Orleans, go for it. However, I do see a person like Russell Wilson kind of going in there and recreating it. And um, I personally have seen because obviously the 49ers are the Seahawks biggest rivalry in their division and everything like that. Um, it's kind of, there's, there's some frustration there. And I feel like I, I like the idea of Russell Wilson going to a place where not only he can kind of, I feel like his vibe is so good in new Orleans. It's like, he loves God and he loves this area. And I feel like that vibe is so good there. So I like that idea, but I also like the, the reincarnate of Jameis Winston there as well. So maybe something can happen there, but there's there are actually a lot of positives that I feel from it, but I, I'm i not ready to let Drew Brees go. If there's like an, a designated hitter version for <laughs> a quarterback, I would love that. Um, unfortunately, I don't think there is, um, but I do, I feel like there's nothing but probably good that can come out of the situation. All right, wrapping up the suicide squeeze. Uh, let's talk Major League Baseball umpires. Definitely a crowd pleaser with our audience. Um, uh, Angel Hernandez, if you I'm born to write about and talk about, <laughs> if you think you know the name Angel Angel Hernandez, you probably do because he blew. Um, oh, who's no hitter was it? Uh, Armando Galarraga's almost had a perfect game. He blew a call uh, late in the game, and he is still playing people have had issues with him for years and now uh i think it was the cardinals broadcast team just made fun of him on air during a spring training game uh david you umpired are you pro broadcast teams making fun of umpires as they work listen i did umpire i was really good at it that being and it was a very tough job say, no one say that point again you dropped out for just a second oh i said i was an umpire for years uh, i was very good at it uh, and I, I, it's a very tough job. That being said, I'm all for people just roasting trash umpires. I'm all for it. Uh, they used to, they get off scot-free, this new wave of umpires now. I feel like they don't even, like, they want to be the center of attention. The fact that we know an umpire's name is a problem. Yes. Like, you should be no part of the game. Yep. You know what I mean? Unless, you, unless you're, like, silly or, like, you, you have some sort of, like, weird punch-out call, something. But if it's just for being terrible, Yo, my man, go go be good roof, uh, the replay booth, booth or something. Like, you don't need to be on the field no more. We don't like you. The fact we know your name is a problem. So I think everybody should find their the favorite umpire that's trash. And this season, like, boom, find their Twitter handle, Facebook, family. I don't know. Boom, because I don't like bad umpires. They ruin the game. Yeah, Jess, so a lot less people will listen to this than listen to anything else that you do. So... <laughs> 
if you want to say how you really feel about Angel Hernandez, it might slide under the radar. So how do you feel? So I don't have to like, there's no under the radar. Like everybody knows kind of how we all feel about Angel Hernandez. Um, but I don't know. I, I like, I mean, I'm the background is I'm glad that like the commentators were saying something about it. Um, but everybody I could honestly say it's that joke like oh hey if you look on your phone if you missed a lot of calls it's because angel hernandez was <laughs> and that's just like it is what it is and here's the thing however i know like the robo umps are becoming a thing and i feel like that's great to a certain extent however i do love the humanistic aspect and i don't know any pitchers who love angel hernandez not saying that that pitchers don't but there are cert certain umpires who a certain pitcher will be like, hey, this guy loves my breaking ball a lot more than this other guy. And, and you know, they're like, West, West likes my, you know, two-seamer a lot more and this and that. So I like the humanistic approach, but it's just, there's so many strikes that are going up against this guy. And it's just like, how can we constantly be like, well, you know what? Because even my dad one time, bless his heart, he even said both teams, it was Little League, both teams hated his calls. But if both teams hit your calls, maybe you're calling a fair game. Like, I don't know. So that's what the joke was. So maybe David can have my back in that. But yes, I do I do think that if, if so many things are going awry and you're going to, you know, dip into history and F with history, I feel like that's not a good thing. So it's like, also though, like it's a fun thing to talk about how bad he is at his job. <laughs> like that brings people together in a way. So there is that, but you know, I think everybody knows how we all feel about Angel Hernandez. I um, have no idea who Angel Hernandez is. <laughs> uh, in the base- That's because you didn't respond to his call. <laughs> the only Angel Hernandez I do know is in 11th grade, I had Angel Hernandez. And the only reason I know him is because he punched a boy so hard that his front tooth came out. <laughs> He's probably still doing that, but on the wrong time. Like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. it's wrong. <laughs> yeah. I know three angels in my life. And I, they all have been me either as a, a, a student when I was in high school, that one kid, or I've had two angels, both ladies, young ladies in school. And I can tell you this, I have never in my 34 years of life met a nice, warm-hearted, kind, compassionate uh, angel. I have <laughs> uh, disturbing, um, evil, wicked, uh, don't want to be around, they will kill you if you sleep, angels. And so that's just my perspective on it. I think actually uh, anybody with the name Angel, I don't even eat angel food cake, and I'm the sweets kind of sewer here. Like I just stay away, I stay away from that. So I hope this angel is not at least punching people's teeth out. Um, you know, because that is the only angel I know, and it was not good. Well, there we go. That's all of our topics. And so we slid safe at home and ended the suicide squeeze. Wow. Man, we got to get wow. better at this. We're going to do it more often. Yes, you have to get better at that. No, we got to name it. Angel Hernandez of exits. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a million. Wow. And he was like, let me choose five words we shouldn't say out loud, really. There's a, <laughs> there's a lot of people that can help me make decisions on naming things. And yeah. we, we've, we've all, 
Why would we not want to watch this train wreck happen? What are you <laughs> who pays you to do stuff like this? You know, small things. Uh, but if you want to uh, pay me for this unpaid internship we've been doing, <laughs> how about that? That's what we'll Can do. I say, though, I feel like I redeemed myself from the cheese thing. You did. You did. You did. Okay. You did. Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll never forget pizza. <laughs> Absolutely redeemed yourself. Well, there we uh, go. Uh, that's all of our topics. That's our show. Jess, thank you so much for jumping on. Uh, let everybody know where they can find you. Unfortunately, you can follow me on Twitter at KleinschmidtJD and on Instagram at Jessica Kleinschmidt. Mama just hit 10,000 followers. Hey. Let's go. Thank swipe you. up. Thank you. Well, I've already had the swipe up because I had the um, little blue check mark a while ago, oh, wow. but I appreciate that. Yeah. So you can follow my stuff. Um, make sure you're following the A's this year. I really, really, really think they're going to give you a lot of entertainment and they're actually they put together a really good team so i'm really looking forward to that and uh i'll be at spring training soon so you can follow me and all that stuff as well and yeah hopefully you follow all of my work let's go there we go uh my name is nathan owens you can find me on twitter at i am underscore owens instagram i am owens nathan owens comedy.com yo follow me on instagram and twitter at do or die that's at d-u-e-o-r-d-i-e or again david purdue comedy.com at me on Twitter, D A M O N J R, at the number two for Instagram. As always, we appreciate everybody rocking with us over there on Patreon for that exclusive content. Check that out. Uh, there we go. Hashtag fourth and ten. See you next week. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.